What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out today. I just want to say thanks for those of you guys that have been listening. Um, whether you're, you're a brand new listener, uh, you just started joining a couple weeks in, or you maybe stumbled upon the podcast today, or um, for those of you that have been listening over the last year, two years, uh, I, I really just want to say thank you. I know there's so much uh, inundating your life. There's so many good resources out there. There's a lot of uh, just solid teaching, uh, the John Pipers and Matt Chandlers and, uh, you know, just the guys that are like really putting out s- super solid stuff. So Gospel Co- Coalition in general, if you haven't heard of them, go look them up. Uh, just really good resources. But anyway, I know there's a lot of good resources out there. So I, I just want to say thank you for taking the time each week to listen in. Uh, for those of you that leave a review, uh, that you've taken the time, just a minute to like pause the podcast and leave a review and, and share some encouraging words. It really does. It's one of the easiest and most helpful ways that you can support the dad tired ministry is by leaving a review on iTunes. But anyway, I was thinking about it this week and thinking, man, it's, it's, uh, it just means the world to me that you guys would take 20, 30 minutes out of your day and, um, and listen to what God's doing in my life and, and the way that I'm trying to, um, help you fall in love with Jesus and, uh, help you lead your family to fall in love with Jesus. So anyway, Thank you. It really does mean the world to me. I don't take it lightly. I know that you could be listening to a million different things right now, and it means the world to me that you're listening. Uh, So thank you. I also want to say, if you haven't picked up the devotional, I think it's just one of many tools that you should have in your tool belt as you're trying to fall in love with Jesus and help your family do the same. Uh, So there is a dad tired devotional. If you haven't picked that up, you can get it. I think it's on sale right now for $11 and 50 cents and then some shipping and handling, but uh, you can pick that up at dadtired.com. Click the devotional tab and we will um, get that out to you. So you can get the Dad Tired devotional there on dadtired.com. Also want to say um, it's November 12th. And um, so we're kind of starting to wrap up the year. Um, and the, I've decided for the month of December, I'm going to take the whole month off uh, from podcasting. And then we'll restart in the month of January. The reason I'm doing that is I'm traveling a ton. Uh, I've, I've, I have like a super busy schedule the next two months. I'm leaving the country twice without my family. Uh, and then we've got a vacation planned in the middle of that. And obviously Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just going to be like a pretty insane next six weeks for me. Uh, and really for all of us as we kind of get ready to move into the holiday. So uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to try to spend a a ton of time, a bunch of time uh, with my family and uh, just really be focused on them. And uh, I know you guys are busy too. So we'll take a break for the month of December and then we'll pick up in January. I do want to say though, if you haven't already gone back and listened to some of the very beginning podcasts, um, there's some that I'm really passionate about that I know uh, I can see that you haven't all listened to. I know for those of you that jumped on maybe this last year or last few months, uh, you probably haven't listened to all the beginning podcasts. And some of those I was like super, super passionate about, uh, particularly like the episode are you blessed? Um, I, that's a that's a um, topic and a and an episode that I was like super passionate about. I think that it means a lot. So if you, if you'd go back and listen to that, are you blessed would be a good one. Um, why did you even get married is a good one. This is good news. We're just camping. You forgot, but God didn't. These are all some kind of like early episodes. 
um, that I, I just was like uh, stuff that I'm really passionate about. So if you haven't gone back and, and started to catch up, the month of December would be a good time to do that if you're kind of looking for more things to listen to. So anyway, I thought um, with this with the year kind of coming to an end, especially if we're going to take the month of December off, it might be helpful um, to start thinking about 2018, which is crazy. Um, I like vividly remember starting 2017 and the fact that we're talking about starting 2018 is insane. Um, but one of my favorite verses in scripture, second Timothy four, seven, and it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. That's Paul talking again. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I've kept the faith. And this has really been like a mantra of mine, something that I want to be true for me as I, when I die, like as, as I'm on my deathbed, as I'm phasing out of life, I want to be able to say those same words that Paul said in second Timothy four, seven, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I've kept the faith. One of the things that really scares me um, or motivates me really as a believer and as a man trying to fall in love with Jesus and help my family do the same is getting stagnant. And it's a really, really dangerous place to be. I think that's one of the places that the enemy loves most for guys to be in is for us to be stagnant, uh, where we just kind of get complacent and we get comfortable and uh, we're not really pursuing God. And as a result, we're not pursuing our wife. We're not pursuing our kids. We're not making a difference in our work and in in our neighborhoods. We're just like bored and boredom usually leads to sin. I know that has been true in my life. I've seen that play out in dozens and dozens and dozens of guys' lives where they're just bored. Uh, and as a result of their boredom, man, they're just like getting into dumb stuff and doing dumb stuff. And I think that uh, one of the things that God would continue to stir in us by his grace is that we would be uh, have that motivation that we're, we're continuing to fight. We're continuing to run the race, to win the race. And we're continuing to have faith that God is doing a good work in us. He's doing a good work in our wife and in our family and in the people around us. And so we just don't stop. We don't get stagnant. We don't quit. We keep pressing on. We keep pushing forward. Uh, and I want that to be true, man. If you're going to get like a, a, a Bible verse tattooed on you, like this is a good one to do. Uh, not that I'm for necessarily, um, I have a tattoo. I'm not against tattoos. I know that's a whole nother subject. Uh, don't get derailed on that thought there tattoos, but if you're like looking for a verse to get tattooed on you, this is a good one as a constant reminder, man, just keep fighting, keep running. Don't start jogging. Don't start walking, run, keep running, keep running, keep the faith, keep fighting. Uh, I I'm kind of a fight fan. I was more when I was in my twenties now than I'm in my thirties, but uh, I'm, I think I'm getting softer as I get older, but uh, I love a good fight, like a sanctioned <laughs> UFC fight, not like a street fight. Um, but man, I just love the idea of somebody, the Rocky, you know, like you're getting beat up, you're getting beat up, beat up, and it, you're just not quitting. You will not fall down. You won't give up. You won't tap out. And uh, man, may that be true for us as dudes that we're life is going to throw all kinds of right hooks at us and knock us down and take us to the mat. And we're just not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting, not because we're awesome or because we're super strong or uh, amazing, but because the Holy Spirit living in us allows us to keep standing up and keep fighting and press on with the same 
same strength that lives in Jesus Christ. He said, the spirit that's in me that raised me from the dead, I'm going to give to you. And now when you get knocked down, when you're down on the mat and you're bloodied up and you're pushed against the ropes, like you can, you can stand up, you can keep fighting, you can throw some more punches uh, because the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. That's really, really good news. Uh, so second Timothy four, seven, man, if you, if you don't have that memorized yet, since I've said it so much, memorize it, tattoo it, put it on your mirror, uh, put it in your car, wherever you need to do it, put it on your desk. But uh, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I've kept the faith. So that being said, as you move into a next year, you think through like, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to just like keep living the same life that I've always lived. I don't want to fall into boredom. I don't want to fall into apathy and complacency. And so uh, I, I do my best. I'm a pretty introspective guy. I, I like to think like, I, I like to look at my life and figure out what is, what's going on. What's the junk? What's the crap? What's, what kind of stuff am I trying to bury? What stuff needs to be exposed? What is God trying to teach me and grow in me? And so, uh, as the end of the year comes, I start to think through, all right, what, what was God doing in my life this year? What was he trying to teach me? What areas of my life was he sanctifying? That's a kind of a churchy word for like making better or making more holy or making more like him. What areas has his kingdom not of my life has his kingdom not currently touched that I need him to touch. I need the kingdom of God to still like uh, invade this area of my life where I'm still trying to be God over it. And so I just try to like be, you know, introspective and figure out, all right, what, what's God doing? What, what does he want to do? And what does 2018 look like? And I was having a conversation with a buddy the other day. It's it, man, there's so many like theological um, arguments and debates and Calvinism and Arminianism. If you don't know anything about theological terms, basically like free will versus God's sovereignty. And he's going to, God's going to do what he, God's going to do versus, um, you know, you actually have free will over all your decisions. And listen, I've got some opinions on it. I've got like scripture that I think supports certain ideas, but honestly, I don't know. Like, (laughs) it seems like God does whatever he wants to do, but I also feel like I can't trap myself in a room and just sit there and let God, um, do what he wants to do. And maybe I, I believe God could, if I literally, I'm in my bedroom right now, if I flipped off the lights and locked the door and said, all right, God, you're sovereign. You're going to do whatever you want to do. Show up. Uh, the truth is I believe he, he will, and he can, and he can do whatever he wants. Like he can make the walls start talking or the, the window burst open or an earthquake happen, or I don't know, like God can do whatever he wants to do. I, I truly and sincerely believe that God is going to do what God wants to do. But also I don't want to freaking sit in a room in the dark. Like I want to be out there. I want to make good decisions. I want the Holy spirit to live in me. And I want to, I want to like self-reflect and figure out where am I, you know, continuing to fall in sin and where do I need to change and, and make better decisions and, and live more holy and more righteously. So I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, in the theological like stuff, God's going to do what God's going to do. But I also want to get out there and make decisions and live the best that I can with the Holy Spirit in me to uh, make an impact for the kingdom and to fall more in love with Jesus and to have my heart submit to him more and to be uh, let release control and, and release my pride and get me to stop thinking that I'm a good God and instead instead submit to God who is a good God. Um, so all that to say, there's this passage in Joshua in the Old Testament where uh, you'll remember the story of Moses and he went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And and then Moses is leading these thousands and thousands of people through the desert to what God called um, to this land that God called 
promised them. It was called the promised land. And Moses is leading these people out. And then Moses dies and his like protege, this guy that he would, this younger guy that he was kind of training up into leadership leadership. His name was Joshua. And so Joshua took over to leading these thousands of people to the promised land. And they get to this um, section. uh, We get to the section in scripture where they face a river, the Jordan river, and they can't all these thousands of people can't pass through the river. And God miraculously helps them get through the river and they're able to cross it. And the river stops and they're they're able to go through. And um, and when they get to the other side, before they keep going, like before they just like get their bags back packed and just start moving forward. God tells them to stop and to build a memorial so that they wouldn't forget what God had just done for them. And, uh, and, and what's cool in the scriptures and this story is God tells them to build this memorial so that every time they look at the memorial, they'll remember how faithful God was to them. And it will remind them that the next time they get in a situation where they're scared or where they don't know what's going to happen or where they feel out of control, they can look at this memorial and remember, man, God has a track record. He has a reputation of being faithful. And, uh, and the other part of the scripture, the story that's cool is they said that your kids for generations will look at this memorial and they'll be reminded that for generations, God has been faithful. And uh, so I love that concept of like building a memorial, doing something that you can look at that reminds you of what God has done. And so uh, we have little things in our house. Um, like I've told you guys before, we've had um, we had a goal of having a hundred people in our home over a year for dinner. That's just continued. Like we just keep having people over for dinner. But every time somebody comes over for dinner, um, our goal is to get them a little closer to Jesus than where they came. Whether they're an atheist or whether they're on fire for Jesus, we want to be used by God. We want to host and be used by God to to see them come a little bit closer to Jesus than when they walked into our door. And one thing that we do is we take a picture with those people, a Polaroid picture, and we put that on our wall. And the reason we do that is so we remember, we remember what God's doing in us. We remember what God's doing in the lives of other people. We also have a jar in our house, like a vase, where sometimes we'll just write a note. If we feel like God has done something in our life, something that's worth writing about, we'll just write like, you can write like one sentence or two words or whatever you want to write and just put it on this you know, like post-it note or index card and fold it. And we put just put it in the vase. And as we watch the vase fill up, we're reminded like, man, God has been faithful to our family over and over and over again. And so every time we look at it, it's a reminder for us. Um, the reason I say this is because as we, as we wind down a year, it's so important to remember to be like self-reflective. What are you doing to remember what has God done for you in 2017? How has he been faithful to you? What, what areas of your life, even if you've gone through crap, uh, you're here. Like you're listening to this, you're being reminded of who God is. Even if like you're in the midst of crap, uh, you're not dead, right? Like God, you probably ate today or you're going to eat today. Like you're, you're going to make it um, by the grace of God. You're going to make it today. And even the fact that God, that you're listening to this is probably the Holy Spirit reminding you that like he hasn't given up on you. He hasn't bailed on you. He hasn't left you. And, uh, and so remember, like, remember God's faithfulness. Remember, take a moment. We're so fast paced. Take a moment to remember God has been faithful to you and, uh, and stop and remember, tell your kids about it. Reflect with your wife and with your, and with your kids and about how good God has been and, and what he's currently doing and what he has done in your life. Now, listen, I already know 
that for the majority of you listening right now, you're not going to do this. Uh, you're not going to take the time to like reflect, write down to like build a memorial of sorts in your house. Uh, but for those of you that do, the couple of you out of the thousands of you listening, the couple of you that choose to actually do this, I, I know without a doubt that it's going to be rewarding for you uh, and for your family. And it's a great way for you to lead your family to look back and see how God has been faithful. Ask your kids, what has God done for you this year? What 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 was cool about what God did? What were some of the highlights of your year? your year where you could see how God has been good and word that question, whether you're, you're talking to your three-year-old or your 23-year-old, uh, word the question in a way that makes them reflect on how good God has been. Ask your wife, man, such a good way to lead your family and to remind them, just like God told Joshua, stop these people and remind them, make sure that they remember how I've been faithful. I think God would say to you before you move into 2018, stop your family, stop your wife, stop your kids, stop yourself. That sounded like that one YouTube video. <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. If you haven't watched that video, just Google YouTube that hide your wife, hide your kids. That's hilarious. Um, um, but <laughs> as I was saying that, it reminded me of that. Uh, ask your wife, ask your kids, stop your wife, stop your kids, stop yourself. Uh, and remember, man, how God, how faithful God has been to you. Now, that being said, I just want to like kind of fly through a couple things that a couple goals that I think are worth pursuing in 2018. If you're not really a goal setter, um, this would be a really good time to like actually write down, pull out your phone and like think about what kind of goals can you set uh, to fall more again, the the whole point here, the whole point of this podcast, the whole point of what we're trying to do as disciples of Jesus is that you would fall more in love with Jesus and that you would help your family do the same. That's the whole point here. Uh, and so what are some goals that you can do in 2018 to help you get there? If you never set a goal in your life, uh, there's some interesting statistics that some of the, the biggest, like the Harvards, the Stanfords, the biggest, the biggest colleges in the country have done uh, have done these studies where they've assessed these college graduates. They took a whole graduating class and they, they, they all had the same, uh, they all went to the same school. They all graduated with, with their degrees from the same school. And they looked at who was successful and who was not successful. And the, and the common denominator between the people who were successful was that they actually wrote out their goals. They could see their goals. It wasn't this like pie in the sky, kind of, I wonder what could happen, but it was actual. They physically, or I guess, yeah, I guess physically they wrote it down or put it on their phone or something where they could write out specific goals that they wanted to accomplish. And for the people that wrote them out, they succeeded more than the people who just tried to be successful without actually writing it down. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. This has been huge in my own life. I actually have a goals note in a folder uh, in my phone where I, I have goals and I'm constantly adding to it and I'm constantly taking things away from it that I've uh, finished or that I could check off. And man, I, I've accomplished way more since I've started to do this. So if you've never written goals out, I would highly, highly recommend that you get intentional and you start to write out the things that you want to do. And for those of you that who uh, do know that and you write goals and you're really consistent in that, I'm just going to toss out some ideas that I think are goals worth pursuing in 2018. So I know I'm like flying through here. I'm talking a lot. Hang with me. We'll get through these real quick here. Number one, uh, I, my suggestion as something that you should put on your goal list for 2018 would be to share more meals. And this kind of goes back to what I was just talking about with our family, where, where I said we, we, we wanted to have 100 people in our home within one year uh, and eat dinner in our house. Now, the, the whole point of that goal is that we could be in community more. 
Uh, I actually wrote out that goal as a response to the year prior where we really, really isolated ourselves. And that was like on me. I, I was kind of like just in my own world. I was in like deep in sin. And I just, I wanted to be like away from everybody. I wanted to, I didn't want people to, I didn't want myself to be exposed around other people or around community. And so I just like isolated myself. And as a result, I isolated my family from community, from other people. And, uh, and so I, the next year as God started to capture my heart, I thought, man, I just want to be like in, I want to, I want to hear more stories. I want to share my story more. I want to share the story of our family more. And I want to hear what God's doing in other people's lives. So I just set like a really audacious goal to put, to have a hundred people in our house, um, that we would host a hundred people for dinner in our home over that year. And so that's the point of the goal. It's not necessarily that you just eat dinner, but the point of the goal is that you get in community more. There's so, this is this is huge for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh, typically uh, we th- we think of like our wives as like kind of like the dinner hosts. Uh, maybe that I don't know if that's actually true, but in my mind when I thought about it, I thought. So I know a lot of guys that think like, ah, maybe my wife will just cook. She'll set the table and I'll just like be around as their people. I don't know if that's true for you or not, but what I would say is like, dude, step up and like lead this area of your life. Again, the goal is that you, you put yourself in a position where you can share your story more and where you can hear other people's story more. And this is so good for your family. So I would say, take the charge in it, like learn to be a good host, learn to get people in your home and to make them feel welcome. We do a lot of like subtle things to make people feel welcome in our home. We tell them that as soon as they walk in, shoes on or off, whatever's most comfortable to you. Immediately, what we're saying is you matter more than our stuff. You matter more than our carpet. You matter more than all of our belongings. You have more value in this home than anything else, uh, any other thing in our home. And so just shoes on or off. That's like a quick way of just setting the tone that they're really valuable and I want them to feel really comfortable. I always try to cook more than enough food. This is like another like tool for us when we host is I, I want to have a lot of food. Um, and it just, you know, when you go to like a, when you go to somebody's house for dinner and, uh, and you can tell there's not going to be enough food for everybody. And then you just like, you don't talk about it, but you feel uncomfortable the whole time. Like you're, you're rationing your portions and you're super hungry, but you can tell there's not enough for everybody. And so you're like taking less than you want to take. And immediately you're kind of uncomfortable. You don't feel comfortable. You think, man, I wish I was at home and I ordered pizza or I did my own thing because <laughs> I'm starving right now. There's not enough food here. Uh, when people come to my house, I want to make sure we have more than enough food. And listen, we're, we are not, I am not a good cook. My wife wouldn't say she's a good cook, but we love to host and we have like one one item that we go to. I love to cook tacos. My dad owned a Mexican restaurant and he taught me how to make, there's some like family recipes that we have going for these tacos. So what I try to do is I I make these tacos every time. And dude, I make a ridiculous amount of tacos. (laughs) When I have people over, I tell them you cannot eat too much. Like there, there will, there will be more than enough food. And so just keep eating until you can't eat anymore. And again, my whole goal there is that I want to like make them feel comfortable in our home so that we might get an opportunity to point them closer to Jesus. And it, and again, we're not like busting out our Bibles and like reading scripture. Maybe that would be sweet. And sometimes we've done that. But most of the time, what we're just trying to do is love on people to make them feel valued that wherever they're at in their journey, like they're, they're okay, that they're not alone. Most people come to our house and they've got marriage stuff and they feel really, really alone. Like they're the only ones in a crappy marriage. And we, my wife and I just try to remind them like, dude, marriage is hard. It's really hard. You're not alone. Um, 
And so anyway, we're trying to set an environment where people feel really comfortable and having more than enough food, uh, it just kind of makes sense in the kingdom. Remember Jesus hosted people or not hosted people. Jesus fed the 5,000. And what happened? There was a leftover fish and bread. He didn't just make enough. He didn't just like give them something so that they were kind of full. He literally, everyone had so much that they were full and there was leftovers. That's the kind of stuff I want happening in my home. Cause that's the kind of, that, that, that like makes sense with the kingdom. Uh, that's what our savior did. That's what our kingdom, our king did, uh, as he fed people where they were full and there was more than enough. And that's what I want to be true in our home so that they feel comfortable. Um, the other thing, man, is it teaches your kids to serve, like have them set the table, um, have them share their toys. Uh, and it gets, it, it lets them hear other people's stories. It, it lets them know that it's like, God isn't just about our family. He's not just like working in you, or he's not just working in our little family and our little home, but God's doing stuff in all kinds of people's lives. And so when they, when they're over, they get to like, they get to hear stories. They get to see us cry and laugh. And uh, man, it's just so good for your kids to see that it's good for them to share their stuff. It's good to see us share our stuff as adults, as mommy and daddy. And we just say like, man, God, everything we have in this house is from God. And as a result, we want to share everything. And uh, dude, there's, it's just so, how is that not good for your kids when trying to like raise disciples of Jesus, especially if you're intentional with them about that kind of stuff. You just have those simple conversations like, Hey kids, everything we have, God gave us. So we like to have people in our house and we, everything, we share everything. We share everything. You share all your toys. We're going to share our food. We share our house. We share our time uh, because people matter. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> this is a, uh, sorry, I'm getting like blown up with text. My, I can hear my kids screaming. My kids, my whole family got sick this week. Fevers. I'm like fighting it. I fought, fought a migraine all day today. I've literally been in bed all day. I get distracted easy. I apologize. One guy wrote in his uh, iTunes review, it was hard to keep up with Jared's kind of scatterbrainness, but if you can hang through the scatterbrained, it's good stuff. So I really appreciated that review, that honest feedback. I'm trying not to be super scattered. One of your goals in 2018 should be to share more meals, to be in community more, to expose yourself to what God's doing in other people's life and allow your kids to see what God is doing in your other in other people's lives. The other thing I would say in 2018, a good goal to have is to declutter. You've heard me talk about this before. I am huge. I'd like to say I'm a minimalist, although real minimalists probably wouldn't say that about me, but I'm trying my best. We literally just put more garbage bags this weekend, uh, donating, giving away stuff because we're always trying to get rid of our stuff. But here's the thing. What you're trying to do is declutter your schedule and your stuff so that you get rid of everything that could be distracting you from following Jesus better and leading your family. Well, I hear a lot of guys say, uh, they're just distracted, man. It's easy. Like when you're home, when you're at work, you you've got your phone going, uh, you've got TV, you've got movies, you've got gadgets. You, you just have so much stuff to entertain you all the time. And as a result, you're not falling in love with Jesus. You're not spending time with Jesus. You're not spending good time with your wife and with your kids. And you actually waste a lot of time on stupid stuff. Uh, I know that because that's me, man. I, I, could, I, spend, I can spend a lot of time on really dumb stuff. And so what we've tried to do is declutter our lives both our stuff, like I want every room that I walk into just to be simple. And I want my schedule to be really simple to reflect the things that I actually, that matter most to me. Um, so if there's stuff on your schedule that just shouldn't be there, that doesn't need to be there, that, does, that doesn't serve um, 
you falling in love with Jesus and your kids and your wife and provide for them, like, dude, get rid of it. If you need to get out of the fantasy football team, if you need to pull your kids out of year round competitive sports, if you need to get out of all the extracurricular activities, just say no more. Say it like not say no more. Say no more. You know what I mean? Like just say no as often as you can. Get good at saying no. And people will be pissed at you. Like, dude, you always say no. You never do this. Um, But say yes to the things that actually matter for the kingdom. And if it doesn't matter for the kingdom, if it doesn't make sense for the kingdom, just say no to it Uh, and declutter your schedule and declutter your stuff. Your kids don't need freaking 10 buckets of toys. We have a new rule in our house that if if your toy requires batteries, we don't get it. We get rid of it and we're not buying it. Uh, and if it doesn't make them like use their brain, uh, we're getting rid of it. I got rid of all their books and just got a bunch of books that talk about Jesus. Um, I'm trying to think how I can get you that. Maybe I'll put those in the show notes. Or if you're interested in that, shoot me a, a, a message, uh, either email hello at dadtire.com or actually the best way is probably direct message me on Instagram and I'll just shoot you a message of all the books. We have like 12 books and all of them are gospel centered books that help my kids fall more in love with Jesus. I'll shoot you a picture of all the books that we got. Um, but man, we're just trying to declutter and our schedules and our stuff. And if it doesn't make sense for the kingdom, it's gone. Uh, we get rid of it both in our schedule and in our, in our, in our actual house. Like we just want simplicity, man. It's so hard to like find simplicity. 2017. I'll end on this. Uh, slow down, dude. Uh, I, I, I walked, uh, I, I went through the stop behaving the dad tired devotional over the last few weeks with a couple guys from the dad tired community. We had never met before they were, uh, we met online through our online closed Facebook group. Um, and, and so I, I met with them. We, through Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever, and we were hanging out. And one of the guys said one thing that he's going to start trying to do is just practice being present to slow down, um, to stop being so distracted. I think I hear my kids screaming in the background. I (laughs) I actually love it. I love, I mean, I love my kids. I love, I think it's good. Anyway, um, and I was like convicted by what he said to just like the practice of slowing down to, to just stop and to be fully present, to set down your electronics. I'm probably going to harp on this for myself and for you over and over and over again. This won't be like a one-time podcast thing, but in 2018, make a goal. Um, one thing I just did is I got the Google, um, Wi-Fi system so you can have Wi-Fi in your house. It kind of speeds up your internet. But the other nice thing is you can control each individual device and you can actually pause internet on any device or on all devices um, through the app. It's a really, really sweet system. So that's been helpful for us. So like if, if I'm on my phone too much or we are as my, my uh, wife is on too much or the kids are trying to get on the iPad, dude, we just like hit pause. We hit pause during meals. We hit pause during uh, after like seven o'clock when there's no reason that any of us should be on our devices, but it just allows us to slow down, be fully present. Anyway, I feel like I flew through that. I love you guys. I really am thankful that you guys are listening today. I hope this was helpful. Set goals. 2018, before you hit the stop button on this episode, uh, 2018 set goals for 2018. Next week, we have the guys from the Bible Project. If you haven't checked out the Bible Project, either their podcast or their videos, the website, do it right now. Like 
right as soon as I'm done with this episode, uh, go check out the Bible Project. They are amazing. I'm so stoked to have them on the the uh, Dad Tire podcast next week. So make sure to listen to that. I'm anticipating it's going to be a really fascinating interview. And then we'll do one more podcast and we'll take a break for the year. Come back in January. You can listen to some old episodes. Uh, in the meantime, I love you guys. If you would pause the podcast right now, leave a review. It's so helpful. It's one of the easiest and most helpful ways you can help, uh, help us. I love you. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. See you.